Hey everybody, it's Streaming Wastelands with R Ringo and Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, look, every week. This week, we went ahead and took on Spectral. And Greg forced me to watch this. I had, you know, the, he held a gun to my head. <laughs> this was this was completely acquisition on his part, not mine. I, I actually did it with a uh, with a Spectral, like, little scope that I got from the <laughs> DoD. Uh, they just they hand them out after a little while. Like you, the military has an exclusive for five years. It's like a PlayStation game. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering how you how you saw me, man. I was like hiding in the shadows in my closet, and you still found me. I was gonna say your best hide and seek maneuver is when you hid in like infrared light spectrum. That yeah. was pretty good. You know, and I you know, new trick, just trying it out, seeing how it worked, and then you came out with this super light. How dare you, man? <laughs> how dare you? Right, like we'll get into it, but I guess it is a little bit silly. Though part of the premise of this flashlight is, or this movie is, that there's a super good flashlight that works really well. <laughs> oh, you know, so it uh, not to get into it too much, but it reminded me of uh, the those uh, mantis, the the mantis that are in the ocean. What are they called? The, I have no uh, idea. There, there's a there's a mantis that can see like. 28 colors that you that the humans can't see and it snaps its uh, claws so fast it literally causes like an explosion underwater that vaporizes things i will punch that mantis in the face sounds like a good fight i'd watch it <laughs> no it would win because if it lives deep under the ocean uh, I, I can't breathe and it would just get me <laughs> well spectral is a 2016 movie rated pg-13 from netflix it's a sci-fi thriller story centered on special ops team that is dispatched to fight supernatural beings. It stars James Badge Dale as Klein, Emily Mortimer as Fran Madison, Bruce Greenwood as General Orlando or Orland, Max Martini as Captain Sessions, Corey Hardrick as Alessio, Clayne Crawford as Sergeant Toll. The critics rated it at 78%, and audience rated it at 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. The synopsis for this is, after a member of Delta Force is killed by an unknown being, DARPA scientist Klein is dispatched to Moldovo to help figure out what happened. There he encounters the unbelievable beings of energy that can only be seen on certain spectrums of light. They're unkillable, unstoppable, and unrelenting. Now Klein and the remnants of Delta Force may race to must race to figure out what they are and where they came from before the whole world is overrun. And real quick, Greg, before we really get into this, this mm -hmm. sounds like you and me, like whenever there's food on the table, they're unkillable, unstoppable, <laughs> unrelenting. Yeah, I say don't put no chips ahoy down in front of me. I will turn into one of these like weird ghost things. Nachos. Oh, nachos even better. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll also knock over an Abrams tank. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you getting into a fight with an Abrams going, those are mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, as much as I like nachos, I'm pretty sure I cannot take a tank. Pretty sure. I believe in you. I'm not, nothing's impossible, but that feels pretty impossible. No, man, you just do what we what we saw in the movie. You just hit it a mul multiple times, just from different angles. <laughs> just keep punching it. Yeah. You're durable. I guess. I mean, I don't think I'm tank durable, but I appreciate the vote of confidence. Yeah. We yeah. won't know until we try, though. You first. <laughs> I'm less durable. I end up in the hospital all the time. <laughs> That's why you got to go first. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer for this movie, and my first instinct was kind of like, all right, this could really suck. And I'm glad that it didn't. This movie is actually a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 
I was mostly worried. So I guess I have some some issue with the way that Netflix or not Netflix IMDb describes this movie. The the idea that this was a spec ops team that is dispatched to fight supernatural beings. Just that description gave me the idea that it was going to be something more like Fringe, where this is actually what they do, like deep inside the government, inside the secretest of secret teams, is an even secreter team that goes and fights secret horrors on behalf of freedom or whatever, you know? And I, I'm game for that. But when when you look at the trailer and you actually watch it, you realize that that's not what's happening, that it's much more of a – it's closer to a monster movie with a war bent to it. And so, like, then it does. It it immediately started me wondering: Is this a movie that is going to try to convince me that either a ghosts are real, or b it is ghosts because the U.S. military is killing people and the spirits are coming back to haunt them? Uh, and for a hot moment there, like I'd say about the first third of the movie, I got the sense that that was what it was going to be. I was like, oh my god, dude. I, I I was prepared to tell you. I was like, dude, if this is straight up just some bullshit movie about, like, no, for real, ghosts are real, then I was going to be like, this movie might suck as much as Buddy Games, just for how much it pissed me <laughs> off. But thankfully, that is not what they did. They did do a thing at the end. So towards the end, the guy discovers what is what these things are and we'll touch on that in a little bit but there's a line that he says where he's like they're in pain and the other lady's like how can you tell and i'm like it's a pretty safe guess based on the fact that they're detached brains but whatever and then he goes i guess i can't tell maybe there's something science don't know and i was like no fuck that we have exact measurements to to read things like pain right he doesn't know right there but to claim that science could never know science could know that it's very, very possible that science could know. And I feel like that line was thrown in there just to make people who were like, oh, smart, stupid science bitch can't explain everything, right? That To make those people happy, right? Like, see, could still be ghosts. Uh, and, you know, to to be fair, uh, not, not to Klein for saying that, but to be <laughs> fair, I as a human being really don't like the idea of my insides being on my outside. So, yeah, I think I'd be in pain too. Yeah. I mean, I guess like if you're if there's no pain receptors, maybe there's no pain. But since they all come from somewhere in the brain, like it's entirely possible that those are being yeah. stimulated by this process. Well, and you know, there are scenes in the in the movie where the enemy shows pain. Specifically, one of them was like holding their hand up, like they're asking to not be shot. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, then they, yeah, I think they were in pain. I think it's easy to say that they were in pain. Yeah, definitely. And I guess we should clarify, there are two enemies in this movie, but you only see one of them. The The backdrop of this is that Moldova has fallen into civil unrest, and the population and the Moldovan government is a popularly elected non-dictatorship, and the insurrection forces are Moldovan elite commando military forces from the old regime, and they are apparently present in this movie i don't recall seeing them and delta force absolutely never engages with them what the other enemy is and the one we're talking about here is these ghost things and to the movie's credit there's a trope in a lot of these movies about the supernatural that 
early on in a movie, a scientist who's an expert in his field will just immediately give up and admit that the supernatural is real. So it'll be like, there's no way there could be such a thing as mermaids. And then he'll see one blurry video. He's like, well, I guess there's mermaids. And I'm like, so 50 years of marine biology just out the window because somebody like showed you a shaky TikTok. And the the thing that worried me was that we were going to go ahead and lean into like angels were real, that it wasn't going to be supernatural, that it was going to be super religious. And that's kind of where I was like, uh, ah, I, I don't know how that. I feel about this one. Yeah. I mean, obviously the best angel movie is Angels in the Outfield. That is by far and away the best yeah. movie to build it and they'll come. That's that's a different movie. That's Field uh-huh. of Dreams. Angels in the Outfield is Danny Glover interfering with an otherwise fair baseball game. But the. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, to this movie's credit, they didn't do that. When the scientist showed uh, was shown the video of the first guy getting attacked by a ghost, he he actually made a really smart point, and it gave me some hope for the movie, uh, which was justified. But he said that the locals believe in ghosts, so when these things happen, they see ghosts. And the CIA believes it's the enemy, so when they look at it, they see the enemy. He's like, but based on this video alone, we don't have any evidence. So neither the locals or the CIA or us have a theory that's worth talking about. So let's table this, and we have to get more data on these things. And for me, I was like, damn, dude, for once, a scientist doesn't immediately reject his beliefs. Like, he's yeah. just like, like, it's such a trope in some of these movies where somebody who is into science all or it, like in the field that they're talking about just gives up. You know, they're like, oh, oh, my God, I guess I guess there can be tornadoes on the moon. And then, you know, like the <laughs> everyone's like, oh, no, the moon tornado's coming for us. I don't know. I don't know what movie that would be, but I'd probably watch it. I'd watch the hell out of that. Kind of doubling down on that, actually. We actually saw him lean into his beliefs a little, you know, a little bit before it, whenever they were showing off his new laser thing that could vaporize ice blocks in like a second. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, have you tested on a, on a living being? And he's like, um, no, why would I, why would I do that? And then his boss is like, well, you know, we kind of have to, cause they're going to use it as a weapon. And he goes, you told me this was for defense only. Yeah, but this was for defense only. I and I appreciate that, but that is a little naive, right? You you work at yeah. DARPA. I I assume that this is something that has happened to him before. It sounds like he's invented a multitude of products that uh probably have been deployed out to the various bases and uh operations that America undertakes. So, whatever. I I'm fine with that. I'm glad that we gave him a little bit of characteristics as as the movie goes on. We do see these ghosts attack and kill a, a large amount of special ops forces and as mentioned they're unkillable and they're unstoppable and they they don't give up you can't outrun them they move faster and one of the the gimmicks in this movie as i mentioned uh, at the top there is that you can't see them they are in a different spectrum of light that you can only see with special goggles that happen to be invented by klein this is a thing that comes up several times he also invented kevlar body mesh apparently but and what also the the trucks that they were driving basically every every weapon in this movie that wasn't like an AR15 was invented by him and then at the and to make up for that yeah, at the he... end he invents uh plasma guns so <laughs> yeah he uh the the captain ends up pointing out you know he's been on like i don't know 8 or 9 missions showing off new new equipment that he's brought into the field or something like that so yeah he made the 
trucks that they were rolling in that were meant to go ahead and be able to survive blasts, which we saw that they could uh, or later on in the movie. And he made the the goggles, which, by the way, I don't. I don't know if they ever explained what the goggles were really meant for prior to seeing goggles. Yeah, I was curious about that too. I was like, I guess that's cool. But what was the practical application of this? Is it the only thing I could think of is some sort of idea that you would be able to see uh like trip lasers, like the like motion detector like plane like stuff like that that might set off mm-hmm. traps. But to then add in like 32 other spectrums of light. I don't really know what that does. And maybe that's me being ignorant. I genuinely don't know what you would be able to see on a different spectrum of light that would be useful in a military application. But it even feels like the soldiers don't really know because when they see stuff, they then take off the goggles to see if it's there. For me, when I was in, uh, if those goggles acted like, glasses it would have been nice because then i wouldn't be wearing glasses while wearing my helmet which i'm gonna tell you right now is a pain in the ass to go ahead yeah and wear glasses while wearing a helmet yeah the helmet ends up compressing the glasses to your head and oftentimes shifts them to the point where you can no longer see through them properly so if the if those goggles helped improve vision hell yeah otherwise i mean i wanted a little bit of an explanation on what the hell we were mm-hmm. wearing these goggles for real quick if you had been smart you could have applied for the futuristic program where they give you like terminator eyes you know so i did apply and then i got out so i, I didn't stick in long enough. you're like oh terminator eyes could be waiting for you you're like no nah, i got things to do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the the application seemed pretty narrow prior to the invention of ghosts and then as the movie goes on we do learn that these are not ghosts they are what is it bose einstein condensate is that yeah, the, so the first clue yeah. is that they can't they we find a survivor who survived one of their attacks by hiding under a ceramic bathtub. Then we see that it can't cross an iron barrier and that that right there kind of raises some questions, but I I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. And so this gives Klein his super scientist moment where he realizes, "Oh, I've heard about this before. It's this theoretical particle that you could uh, potentially harness in such a way, and it fits all the things. And looking it up, it's true. These particles are a thing that scientists in certain fields talk about and their theories about them. Uh, I don't know enough about science of of this type at all to be able to say if this is realistic. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it's probably not realistic, but it really doesn't matter. It's not very realistic that Jason keeps coming back and we watch those movies every year. So I'm not terribly worried about <laughs> whether or not these frost ghosts could actually do what they say they're going to do. And it takes me to probably my biggest gripe in the movie, though, which is the moment he realizes – so. The entire U.S. base has been overrun by these ghosts because these ghosts are unstoppable, unkillable, unrelenting, as we said in the top. they the, There's a line in the movie about how these guys will jump, like these, they'll just follow energy sources, which doesn't seem to be true because they are conveniently absent when people are around until it's time for a fight. But Klein, our main character, he's like, oh, I figured it out, and now I know how to stop them. And it's literally like that. He says... He says the little explanation. It's like a two-minute brain dump of what these things are. Then he immediately responds with like, and I know how to fight them. And he builds out of junk parts from a military base a bunch of plasma rifles and plasma cannons and stuff. And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't think you can just cobble together 
in a, like a Halo arsenal. I, I'm pretty sure that if that was possible, our guys would be doing it because I'm pretty sure plasma would fuck up people too. So I don't know why we would be using bullets on enemies who you know might know how to treat bullet wounds or wear armor that protects them from bullets if we could make plasma guns. Yeah. But two, he does it all after not sleeping for at least 30 hours. It's hard to keep track of exactly what time it is during this movie because they reference things happening in a certain time, but then it just starts happening five minutes later and there's no like fade to black or like six hours later or anything on the screen. So you kind of just like, all right, guys, we're gonna have to wait here for evac. All right, evac will be here in half an hour. And you're just like, I thought it was going to take all morning. So it seems like he's running on basically no sleep and he's still genius enough to correctly make all these weapons and none of them backfire and blow up. It, 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 it was one of the few times in the movie, actually probably the only time where I was like, no, like just no. Well, uh, so I actually had uh, two, two parts that kind of made me go no. And one of them that kind of ties into yours was when he goes, it's conscious and human, like a person. And I'm like, if it was conscious and human, like a person, <laughs> like you're, you're going off of the fact that it looked at you, that that's, that's what he went off of at one part. And I'm like, how, how are you going to go ahead and say that something is conscious and human and like a person, if all it did was look at you and then it blew up a tank. I mean, if a hamster could blow up a tank, I think it's conscious and, and <laughs> conscious and human like a person. Yeah. But you know, when you've got something that you can't see, that you've only interacted with over the last, like you said, 30 plus hours, and it's been murdering everyone around you. You can start leaning into it because it's it's actively targeting your group, but I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't make the jump that it's conscious and human like a person until maybe like I've, I've got one that I can go ahead and keep in containment that I can interact with a little bit better. I don't know. I felt that I, I thought that conversation was a little interesting and a little like he was reaching for trying to make it sound like these beings that we had just interacted with were were human. Yeah, and it also seemed to be like, is that really the argument you want to make right now? Like, oh, they're human, and it it's like, does that matter? So so are the Moldovan forces that are allegedly in the city allegedly trying to kill you, and. Yeah, we're we're also okay using bullets on them. So, I don't know that that really was like something worth mentioning. I guess maybe to calm people down and make them think that you know it's not ghosts. Like, no, it looked at me. I know it's a person. I could see it. I'm just not. I don't know. I just not that big of. I. I it was a weird point to make. You're right, and I just. It, it's one of the few things in this movie that kind of slows down the pacing. What was your other thing? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I had an issue with was he's attaching the big giant camera or light fixture onto the the APC that they're going to go ahead and drive in to go save Delta Team like 75 or something like that. Uh, Dagger Team, sorry. Dagger Team is what it was. They're going to go in to go save Dagger Team, and he's told, yeah, you're going to go on the mission. And the commander of the, the mission goes, I'm not taking tourists. And I was like, I'm leaning with the commander here. You don't take someone who doesn't have any training on a, on a mission with you. Except for maybe like uh, news reporters, uh, you know, news reporters go uh, on active active missions all the time. But you're not going to take an American citizen who's been out in the field eight or nine times. But when I say out in the field, he's out in the fob behind the line, you know, watching through a drone or some sort of camera or something like that. And when he goes, oh, I can carry an M4. Everybody can carry an M4. That doesn't mean that you can properly go ahead and hold it, shoot it, 
and operate it, you know, under, under the stress that's going to be like, especially if someone starts firing at you or in the case of a magic ghost flying at you, blowing up your APC while you're inside of it. I'd be worried that the civilian that I took actually is going to actually shoot themselves or one of my men. Yeah. And if it sounds like we're being a little bit nitpicky, it's, it is because we are being, this was genuinely a fun movie and we're kind of just singling out the things that we didn't care for even the ending, which so at the end of the movie, it is revealed that these are not ghosts. Hooray. They are actually this Bose Einstein condensate. They were made by a secret weapons lab that was housed in a dam that was a couple miles north of the city or what did they say? Like 10 clicks or something. I, I didn't really get so, the the distance. I'm not hundred percent sure how far a click is. I'm sure I could look it up, but I'll forget. I know I've looked it up before, but either way it's close by. They fly there. There's a really cool battle with the, the bullshit plasma weapons and these condensate ghosts and there, then there's like an infiltration and they realize that there is a kill switch because the, these things were not supposed to be unleashed in their current state. It looks like they were kind of in the testing phases and one got free and the scientists were trying to like unplug the machine and break them all off from the like neural transmitters that were controlling them. And they didn't make it. And so our heroes do make it just in the nick of time, of course, because that's how sweet ass action movies work. And then the movie just wraps up and it wraps up with one of the biggest pluses I can ever give an action movie. Absolutely nobody kissed in this movie. There was no romantic subplot. The CIA agent and the doctor didn't fucking fall in love with each other. Right. There was no talk about like, I guess I'll look you up when I'm in DC. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Nobody was, they, they were like, Holy shit. We're fighting ghosts. Maybe we cannot be horned up for five minutes. And then they were, they spent, they spent a whole 36 hours, not fucking. And that's fantastic. I love it. In action movies, people fuck. I don't mind there being interest, but it has to be right time, right place. I never watched like Black Hawk Down wishing that like, man, I wish one of them would fall in love. Right. And I felt the same <laughs> way about this movie. This movie is absolutely Black Hawk Down with ghosts. And I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. And that was, that, you know, that's one of those things. Like I can appreciate that they attempted to like explain the ghost properly and give us like a legitimate reason. Like, Hey, a nuclear, what was it? A nuclear power plant was used to create these yeah. things. Hey, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of energy. I can, you know, suspension of disbeliefs thinking, you know, Hey, this has probably been converted to go ahead and, and use the power to create these ghost things. Cool. That, that works for me. Captain Sessions going ahead and making the super plasma gun. I love it. Oh that. yeah. That was super cool. When he was plugging all those things in, I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. That was awesome. And list, listening to it go, boom, and he's, he pulls the trigger and it's, <laughs> everything yeah it was up. great like, yeah. it reminded me when they uh they killed the stay puff marshmallow man in ghostbusters yeah this was ghostbusters we just watched yeah. ghostbusters but i would say this is like i guess a more realistic take on ghostbusters i will <laughs> say there was no catchy theme song that said bustin makes me feel good so <laughs> points off for that we should go ahead and, and make a movie that does that oh now. we should not because neither you nor i have musicality or rhythm so <laughs> we should yeah. we should not yeah but then we could review it and be like, this movie's shit. No one should watch it. <laughs> I thought we were just making the song. But, I mean, yeah, if you want to make a full movie, we can also make a movie and then review it and tell people not to watch it. But we could also just <laughs> save a bunch of money and not make the movie and tell people not to watch yeah. it. Uh, I do have – I actually also really enjoyed how 
quickly the mood changed from what is this stupid scientist civilian doing with us to oh shit we're gonna need all the help we can get because i really hate in in some action movies that are based around like small squads where no matter what situation they're in there's always one guy who's like you don't fucking get it i'm like the predator is eating everybody man right like he's killing everyone this guy gets it he knows he's also in trouble so maybe he has an idea and there was none of that in this movie either nobody was sitting there being like oh okay guy who invented the way to see ghosts why don't you tell us more about these fucking ghosts they, everyone was like you got any ideas and he was like yeah actually i'm a super genius and i can solve this whole thing and i was i was there for it it was nice it was yeah. It was a fresh enough take on on a pretty generic formula with an interesting bad guy that I would strongly recommend this movie. If you like action movies or sci-fi movies at all, this is worth the 90 minutes. 90 minutes? Two hours? I don't remember what it ran, but it's not very long. Uh, yeah, hour 45, long. so right right between the things yeah. I said. But it's str- it's really, really worth it. You would You would get your money worth. Uh, for watching this i would recommend it above watching pound of flesh for sure Uh, i will admit just a tiny bit of bias here this is the exact sort of stuff like sci-fi ish but just more like dystopian setting real life setting that i will eat up all day if if i had my way this would be like a channel of movies like this i would just watch them all the time so it was already gonna land well for me probably as long as they didn't fuck it up and they they managed not to fuck it up i'm very hype about this movie yeah i uh you know sitting down and watching this i really really enjoyed this um i think that the cinematography was really good the sound was really well done i think the lines were were given in a an effective manner that kind of drove the drove the point home i think the kids were you know a little overdone because mm-hmm. i i didn't really feel anything when the when the little boy died but i mean yeah you know that's just that's just me yeah i that scene did feel out of place because we've known those characters for like 10 minutes and then the kid dies and i'm like i i get it right that's probably the closest we get to like look at what war does it's the it kills children too and intellectually i understand that uh emotionally i've never thankfully been in a war zone and had to look at a dead kid so maybe i'd feel a little bit differently but even then this movie was was mostly devoid of real messages the the main message you get from this is darpa is the best they they actually yeah. i think say that right that's one of klein's quotes like right in the beginning oh nobody could have done this because we're darpa and we're the best yeah guess he was wrong at the end maybe that's what science can't know (laughs) like can't know its own hubris uh yeah uh, i think that you've hit it right there with that whole aspect i think that i'm intrigued with the fact that this movie at the end of the day was kind of like an a pro-military anti-military movie at the same time and i don't know how the hell they went ahead and pulled off both at the same time because i mean you got delta force going in and they're being badasses but at the same point in time they're like war causes death war causes pain they kind of had that kind of rolling through that yeah well the reason that this didn't come off super pro america is chuck norris wasn't the leader of delta force in this one and so good point you know they probably couldn't get him also, I think he's like in his 80s, so he probably doesn't really want to do a whole bunch of action movies anymore. Yeah. But yeah, this was – you're right. It, it did have a weird like pro-U.S. military but anti-war in general view, and I think that's an interesting line to take. I think, I think part of that has to come from when it was made. As we said, this was from 2016, and for those of you who – aren't american or have already forgotten because we've had a plague since then but you know we we were in a pretty tense spot we were 
we were coming off of, you know, a or I guess we weren't coming off of. We were going into an election that was either going to give us the first female president or was going to give us a pseudo dictator ourselves. And we all know which one we got. There hasn't been a female president yet. And I think that that this coming out in that year, I think they made a smart choice to try to kind of walk a line where they don't in any way like denigrate or insult the the military or even Moldova, really. Like Moldova doesn't seem to be the bad guys here. We never really learn who is behind these uh these ghosts, these condensate things attacking everybody. We do know that the CIA lady says that if I was looking to start a secret lab off the radar, this would be the part of the world I do it in. So we're kind of led to believe that this could be anybody's doing. It could be Russia. It could be mm-hmm. China, Israel, who knows the overall like dance of war is bad, but the soldiers are good kind of echoes that whole sentiment. That's been pretty common in this country since I'd say Oh four Oh five, where it's like, I support the troops, but not the war. This movie kind of does a good visual representation of that. And uh, like like you said, kudos to them for actually making it a movie that is – it's not as dick-wavy gung-ho as it could have been. And I think if it was more that dick-wavy gung-ho, it probably wouldn't be quite as, as appreciated by the two of us. I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to see less movies that are like not so, so much of the uh, Black Hawk Down, uh, Lone Survivor style. Yeah. Look at me, I can do whatever. Yeah, I think we we all got our fill of that with American Sniper, right? I think that's when kind of yeah. the the public changed their just opinion, or it was known that the public had changed their opinion. Is that movie was polarizing, and I de- I think the studio did not think it would have been polarizing before that. But either way, like I said, I'd really recommend this movie if you like action movies, if you like sci-fi movies, if you like military movies. This is a fun watch. I'm not saying it's going to blow you away. I'm sure that there are all kinds of like tactical errors that the military doesn't train you to do. Uh, I would just chalk all of that up to they also don't train you how to fight ghosts. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. Watch this movie if you get a chance. Yeah, I, I exactly. Greg nailed it there. I watch this movie. Enjoy it. Don't 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 dive into it like we did trying to critique everything. Just watch it to enjoy it because that's it's a good little sci-fi action film. Yeah, the critics gave it a 78%. I'm right there with them. I think I might go all the way up to 80. Like I said, it's so much fun. I, I really enjoyed it. It was nice. I, I found myself actually smiling through the movie. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I, I got that giddiness that I was hoping to get from Pound of Flesh. This kind of like flashback to being a little bit younger. Just being like, fuck yeah, dude. Blow up the motherfucking ghost. I was excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, to add to, to my part of the excitement, um, I, I quite enjoy whenever you have movies that have military members that actually like do tactical uh, movements through buildings. And the first thing we see with like Delta force moving through the building to go get dagger team out. Um, and they are right on each other's ass, like not to butt as we used to say in the military, that really, I was like, I was really happy about that. Nice. So, I mean, for anyone that's a, that's a military nut and likes uh, tactics. I think that when they start moving out of that you you might go ahead and have some nitpicks, but other than that they have some really good tactics going on. This week we watched Spectral, and we both enjoyed it. This was the gem we've been looking for, and I hope that anyone that watches this goes ahead and enjoys it. Go ahead and leave a review, a like, subscribe to us on social media, tell us how you feel if you end up watching Spectral, or if you listen to this, and that's all you listen to. Uh, Drink water. Make sure that if someone tells you they don't know how to stop, learn how to stop. Don't, Don't go on forever. That's how you go ahead and break yourself. 
I am referencing the movie right there, just so anyone <laughs> you know listening to this knows. Make sure to get Greg Nachos for anyone that's listening to this. He will appreciate the hell out of that. I'm I'm giving out a, a Gregory secret. And if right you here. don't, I will turn into uh, Bose Einstein Condensate, and I will come attack your house and burst through the wall and get those nachos myself. Yeah, he 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 did that. A Unless few times over your wall has iron walls. in it, in which case I will be unable <laughs> to do anything. Because anyway. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say something else there, but I'm going to stop myself. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah. So still repairing the walls that Greg's been destroying to get to the nachos in the house. Um, and yeah, other than that, go find us on socials. We actually have one TikTok up and we will have more soon. Greg? See ya. Bye.